What's up, y'all, and thanks for tuning in to Josh You Trippin', a black guy's travel podcast. I just happen to be a black guy who travels named Josh, so if that's what you're looking for, then you're in the right place. On this podcast, I'll be sharing tips about places I visit, discussing topics surrounding traveling while black, and introducing you to amazing people from all over the world. So come along with me while I attempt to make this world smaller, one destination and conversation at a time. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jay Wizzle. <laughs> Why did I just call myself Jay Wizzle? Don't let me do that again, y'all. Uh, anyway, it's Joshua, and uh, as always, I'm black, and thanks for listening to Joshy Trip and the Black Guys Travel Podcast. Today, we're going to be getting into a conversation that I talk about all the time, race and identity, specifically black people doing, uh, and I quote, uh, white things. In previous episodes, I've talked about my background, and y'all know I started my blog and Instagram to encourage people of color to take up space in the world, specifically spaces that have been traditionally white-dominated. And let me ask you a question. How many times have you heard the phrase, that's what white people do, or black people don't do that? If so, have you ever stopped to ask yourself, why? Why don't black people camp? Why don't black people go skiing? But really, why? Ask yourself why. And don't say because we ain't got time for that because that's the wrong answer. I mean, there's even a book about it called Stuff White People Like, and that's mostly full of outdoor sports and activities. If you ask me, it's because of the stigma and avoidance to admitting what we and they already know. That if we did it, we would probably love it, kill the game, and actually take up space, and then there goes the neighborhood. But there's also fear. We don't always like the idea of putting ourselves in situations where we're forced to be the only person or people of color around because our race is always the first descriptor. I know that when I walk into an all-white room, I would be considered that black guy if someone was referring to me. That's life, unfortunately. And I'm proud about being black, but that's not all I am. And that's not all we are. What I want to do is move past the idea that Black people are only allowed to do certain things and go certain places. So I brought in a good friend and travel content creator, Gina, to help me get to the bottom of this. Hi, my name is Gina. Um, I am wild Gina on the social platforms. I am a outdoor and adventure photographer. Um, I am also a speaker and a writer and a director and producer. So um, I'm kind of like an all-around gal. <laughs> yeah, Gina literally does everything, and she knows literally every single person. Uh, the first time I met her, I'm telling a quick story. The first time I met her, I met her on Instagram one night, and then it was random. The next day, she happened to be having this event, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> and um, she was telling me about all the people that she got to come to this event. She just kind of met on Instagram, and all these people... <laughs> just showed up and i'm like well dang girl you just moved here she like you just moved here like what three months before that yeah i'm i moved um i moved in uh, 
October of 2018 and my event was that spring. So it was like a couple months in and I had, um, I previously had an event at Arteryx in Soho in New York City. So this was my second one. But my one in Soho, I probably only had like 20 people show up and this was near a hundred. Like they had yeah. to like turn people away. And I thought that was just incredible. I had all these sponsors. I had, it was just like a giveaway heaven too as well. But um, it was great to be able to talk about diversity in the outdoors. And I invited a group of other uh, black women to come and share what they do in their um, groups that they have in the outdoor space. And I love that event because it was um, something that I talk about a lot, and that's taking up space in the outdoors, especially reclaiming certain things that people have dubbed white things, which is what this conversation is about. So, Gina, in your opinion, what makes something white? Oh, wow. Okay. So, so weird because I grew up in an all-white neighborhood, and I didn't really know what the difference was technically. I mean, I did in a way because I did visit like my cousins and my uncle who lived in Newark, New Jersey. Um, uh, and I just did it, but I didn't think about those things. I didn't think about what I was doing when I went to summer camp, um, as a kid for Girl Scouts or 4-H. And I started to realize though, I think when I was in high school and I was, it was my last year being a counselor, I looked around and I'm like, whoa, like I'm the only black person at this summer camp. And I'm the only one that is a, um, that is technically a counselor that's black. And it's just like, I kind of was like, okay, like this is a very white thing. Um, and I realized that when my friends, like families were talking, like he was like, Oh, like I'm going out on my boat, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I never hear black people talking about that. Like going out on a boat yep. or, or mm -hmm. going fishing or, or doing swimming. Any of those things or swimming. And I remember I shared a story actually on my Instagram and I said, Hey, like, I just want to say something like I'm not a great swimmer. Like I can go in the water and like doggy paddle, but like I'm not out mm -hmm. here doing like freestyle butterfly because I never, my mom didn't put me into that. My mom decided to put me in ballet or put me in something else. Like they did, she didn't want, she didn't put me in anything that was in the outdoor space at all. So I was just like, well, I automatically looked at that. I'm like, well, that's what white people do. You know, they go on the boat, they go fishing and or they go skiing, they go snowboarding. And I'm like, I don't do those things, you know? And like, I, I used to think, I used to think like snow because snow was white. I was like, oh, that's mm -hmm. what white people do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's what white people do. And, you know, and like the black top is like black. And that's why like, we play basketball and we do all this Yo. other stuff. Like I, for some odd reason, I associated with that when I was in high school, because that's how I was able to like easily like um, pick apart about what, I should be doing. Um, and it wasn't until college when I was just like, no, like I should, like we should be doing everything. And I think it was way into my twenties when I decided to actually like, I guess, start putting my words to action. <laughs> you know, that's interesting that your background and my background were very different, but we kind of ended up in the same place. Um, mm -hmm. like I grew up on a farm and I, a black family, you know, all my family farms. Um, but, you know, farming would be considered a white thing. You know, yes. and I grew up basically in the woods, but, you know, I still got a lot of stuff from friends and family talking about things that I enjoy doing uh, as being white things. And then, uh, which kind of like takes me to the next point. It's like, why have we as a society, as a people, black people, people, white people too, why have we 
decided to say that if we do we as in black people people of color do these things why is it such like a bad thing because you have you noticed that it has like a bad connotation a bad like association with something it's just like oh you're you're doing this white thing you know what i mean it's always that that edge to it why do you think that is yeah um i think it really does start off with um i mean if you think about it back when there was slavery, you know, technically we were like the true outdoorsmen, you know, like we were the ones that was out in the field. We were, mm-hmm. we were fishing, we were doing all these things. Um, and I, once, once, um, we got into like the sixties and seventies, like that's when, um, we, we kind of split apart from that because I feel like our, um, our society and our cultural, uh, preference at that point was really just trying to fight equality and, and race. And we weren't so involved in those things while the white people were just doing their thing. <laughs> like, they were just like, oh, then we mm-hmm. can go out there and, and whatnot. But like, my uncle used to tell me when I was a kid, I remember I did, I forgot what I was doing, but he was just like, why are you out there doing that white thing? You know, my uncles will mm-hmm. always say that to me. He's like, that's white. Like, why are you doing that white thing? I'm like, well, I want to do whatever I want, but like, yeah, but you should be doing this, you know? And, you know, it's because, you know, like, because of our history, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, if you think back to it, like, all the way back in slavery, like, we are the, we're the ones that were doing that. We're the ones that kind of created all of this, you know, in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really just think that, I really just think that when we were in the, um, when we were like in the nineties and now even now, I feel like it's become this like luxury. And I think white people made it this luxury. So it feels like if someone like, to be honest, like if basketball, if basketball like were to be painted all white, like they would just make that a luxury. Like I can see like basketball games, like it's just like, I don't know. It's a very hard preference for someone to say, hey, like I want to stereotype you in a certain way in order for you to feel like this is, this belongs to me. And I feel like everyone kind of just wants to have something that belongs to them. I think white people mm-hmm. just like, well, fishing and boating all this other stuff is expensive so we're just going to take it because i don't think you guys can afford it (laughs) well i mean historically that has been the issue it's like you know we couldn't Mm -hmm. even go to national parks because we didn't have access we didn't have cars to drive to national parks at that time like when they were uh, you know first established like we just couldn't afford it so it did become uh that you know in that regard it did become a quote-unquote white thing because only white people had the access to enjoy it and so, but now, I mean, it's 2020, we got money, we're both gamefully mm-hmm. employed. So like why, and, you know, a lot of black people are gamefully employed. So why now, why are we still allowing white things to be so pervasive in our community? Like that, the idea um, of not doing white things, I mean. I think because technically we're still being pushed out. Like mm. we, I mean, as you can see, when I decide to post something of myself doing something outdoorsy or a brand does it, they automatically get backlash and they're just like, they're like, oh, like, you know, why are you posting up this black person? Like we all do it. You know, it's like, it's like white people just want to be defensive at that point because they think that, you know what I mean? Like they think that they want to know what equality is, but they don't. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> yep. you know what I mean? And then for us, we don't want to have to go through that stress and trauma. Like then we're just like, you know, forget it. Then we're just going to go ahead and not do it. Like, I feel like a lot of people have that. We feel very intimidated in the space. Um, I mean, I'm a climber and I'm the only black person in my climbing gym, but I show up anyway. And my like, you know, I got my do-rag on with my braids. Like, I don't care. Like I'm showing up. You know, and then there's people that looking at me, but a lot of black people sometimes 
don't want to have to put themselves in that situation because that's just stress. Like, just, like I walk in there sometimes, even though I'm like, my head is high, like there's still like that ounce of anxiety and stress and an intimidation that I have in my brain that it's just like, you know, like I sometimes do things like, do I really belong here right now? Like, do I, can I feel comfortable somewhere else? And I think that's mm-hmm. where, that's where, um, it's like white people don't want to make us feel comfortable in the space. They'd rather just say, oh, like you belong, it's fine. And then just ignore it, even though they're still doing the mm-hmm. systematic same issues. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like, and like, you know, without calling anybody out or any specific situation, but <laughs> I mean, I do see a lot of the things that you are up to on Instagram. And uh, for those of you who don't know her yes, she does a lot of climbing. She goes camping a lot. Um, you do a lot of, you don't, you sleep inside the road and like in cars and like you don't do the yeah. traditional camping. You just, you're an adventurer, you know? And, you know, you are mostly with white folks. Do you ever mm-hmm. feel like you are an outsider? Do you ever feel like, um, there is that very evident divide that you are white, sorry, that you're black and that they're white and you guys are doing these things that are not so conventional for black people yeah i mean i don't hike with like all white women groups at all unless i'm doing a like a job like a photo job when i go out and i do hike to enjoy myself i i particularly only choose one group and that's the group that's black girls trekking that's all i hike with um and then sometimes if i were to go on certain trips i'm usually with someone that is um you know, some, sometimes there is like a couple girls who are white and a lot of them do. I feel like for them though, they're, they've been close with me and I, I look at them as allies because they've actually started conversations with me and I've, I've had productive conversations with them. Um, they're just, you know, there are a few people in the space that are technically not in my preference right now. And I rather not <laughs> have there. Conversations about race. Um, yeah, like I, I, yeah, like if I were to post something in my story, you know, like one of my, I've had to drop friends like over the past couple of weeks because some of them just don't understand it and they're very ignorant. And it's weird because I'm noticing these things about them now, but I haven't noticed that things about them when I went camping with them or whatever. But I also think I'm going through a growth um, period and a transformation period because I'm learning more about myself as well, you know, and I'm learning more about the space and how. I should speak up. And a lot of um, people that I'm friends with who are white, I'm noticing now that they actually don't get it. And I, and I'm like, well, you make me feel very unsafe. So I no longer want to hike with you. I no longer want to hang out with you. I no longer want to talk to you. Um, I mean, you can learn on your own. And if you want to come back to me, we can have a productive conversation, but I don't feel comfortable actually moving forward into this friendship. <laughs> like I've actually had to tell like people who I hang out in the outdoors, like white people that. <laughs> So do you think do you think that that in and of itself is a deterrent for black people to even kind of adventure into those spaces? I don't know. Like Because I think the answer is yes. <laughs> I think that a lot of times like when like, you're thinking about the outdoors and camping and stuff like that like and that's part of that's part of the reason why I've been advocating for a lot of um at least I've been trying to plan like a trip for first time black campers to uh-huh. so do like a black camping trip because I think there's the fear associated necessarily with uh you know with being 
the outdoors are scary. You know what I mean? Like traditionally, oh, it is. You know what it I mean? Is, like I mean, it's historically, it is. Is what I mean. It yes, it is. Um, I just think, I just think a lot of white people are very ignorant today, and they don't. They think that they, they, they only know what they know. You know, and they don't want to look outside that box because it makes them feel uncomfortable. And when it's like when I'm, we were out, me and Black Girl Checking was on a trail and this white guy was just like, what he literally said to us. He's like, oh, what are you girls doing out here? That's what he said oh, to us. We were, we were like, um, we're just, and like one of the girls was like, we're just enjoying ourselves out on the trail on this beautiful day. And then he was just like, oh, okay, stay safe. Like, I'm like, okay. Like. From who? It's you, weird sir? because. <laughs> yeah. And it's so weird because if you ask them like, oh. Like, do you, like, um, like, do you, do you see the outdoors to be equal? Blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah, totally. Anyone's welcome. Anyone's welcome out here. But it's weird because you still have these stereotypes in your head. You know what I mean? Like, if it's, it's, it's a very complicated scenario and situation that's going on with our space and it's been going on forever. And people are like, oh, I can't wait till one day when it, when it just is equal and it changed. I'm like, it's never going to be. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but it's never going to be. Um, and people are always going to be ignorant <laughs> and right, right. very disrespectful and not wanting to see that, you know, a lot. And this is what I also don't like when people say, when white people say, Oh, I don't see color. I don't see race. It, Everyone, you know, it's just you like, see, then. <laughs> that, I always wonder exactly. that too. Like, what do you see when you see me then? That could like, give me that special power because that is, that's incredible to be. Well, I mean, actually, no, that seems, mm-hmm. that seems dumb. <laughs> one of my, what I, I saw something. One of, I think it was one of my friends who said it, who was going, he said, I think it was, it was she, she said, um, it's like, Oh, so you're telling me that you don't see color and you don't see race, but you can see what the stoplight is when it says green, yellow and red. <laughs> so Boop. that's, it's like, yeah, boop, it's that type of scenario where people, like, they want to say, I think also they're so quick to dismiss this, you know, because they don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it because they have nothing else to say because they don't have the knowledge or they don't, or they're literally have, they're just one like-minded and they don't have, they're just like, okay, whatever. I don't see color. I don't see race. Everyone's equal. No, because you just told me on the, on the trail that why should we, why, why are we out here? Like, we're some type of like, like alien, like unicorn. <laughs> that just mm-hmm. popped up you know um so yeah so let me why do you why do you um and i think the question can be the same for me too um and i've been lucky that i don't really have to deal with a lot of overt racism when it comes to me and what i at least not anymore um with what i do when i go outside and i go camping hiking etc um why do you continue to to do it even though there has been this kind of negative connotation surrounding it at times. I do it because I enjoy nature and nature is my therapy. I go on road trips because it's my therapy. And honestly, like I don't understand why this should be a stressful, um, anxiety filled and um, scary, sometimes scary um time for me to even go after this but i'm doing it because i'm a photographer too and i like to show what i see in the outdoors and what i see is i see black women outdoors i see um i say i see gay people outdoors i see trans people outdoors like that's what i see so i want to be able to photograph that 
because I want people to know that this is, this is my normal, you know, and this is what everybody's normal should be. Um, and that's why I, I fight that with brands because a lot of these brands and, and to be honest, the brands are fueling, fueling this, this white world because that's all yep. they show. <laughs> and now they're starting to say, okay, like, let's, let's post up these black people. Okay. But guess what? You're still, you, now you're tokenizing us because if you look behind the scenes, y'all got probably one black person or no black people. Mm -hmm. So how are we supposed to say that that's genuine and we're supposed to believe that coming out, come out, coming out of your brand and be able to buy your product and feel good that I'm wearing your brand? Because what we all are is walking advertisements on the trail. Yeah. We're walking advertisements, especially when a black person um, or any type, any person of color or indigenous person is wearing your brand. But are you tokenizing me at this moment? So I'm walking around looking like a dang fool while y'all in the background you know, with your quote unquote whiteness, it doesn't correlate. It doesn't make sense. So I'm fighting for that because I, I'm trying to also get more people of color hired in these spaces so that yep. we can grow, so we can grow our platform and be, and start to make this balance. I don't think it will ever be balanced, but we can get close to it. So. And you know, that I'm, you know, I work in diversity and inclusion. And the reason I started my mm -hmm. blog is for that same reason is to get more black and brown people out in the world and just as visible because we are out here we're doing the same things we're able to do the same things and we lie to the same things and when i went to uzbekistan last year i was lucky enough to be able to do a panel on uh, diversity and travel media and i was at a conference with a bunch of influencers from all around the world um i was the only black blogger there um and oh actually no, i was one of two black bloggers there and there was, you know, people from all around the world. So there's a lot of different cultures, but the conversation with race is very different here than it is anywhere else in the world. Uh, but when we were talking, the panel was going, you can tell that people in the audience who were not black, brown, it just went over their head. They did not understand the need to, uh, for brands to be representative. They didn't understand like what we were talking about. It wasn't a problem for them. Yeah. So I tend to find that like, when people don't have any stake in the situation, race specifically, they tune out because it's just like, well, that doesn't really affect me. I don't understand. That's not a problem that I can relate to. Therefore, I don't think it's a real problem. So I'm not going to really invest into fixing it. Yeah. The problem doesn't impact them. So they don't want to, they don't want to spend their time understanding it because why they can, they can go ahead and do something else that that's going to impact them. You know, they mm -hmm. don't, they, they just don't want to put in the work um, because they feel like it doesn't, it's not valued to them in a way. They're just like, well, you, you know, you guys have your thing and we have our thing. So, but we can all do the same thing together. Okay. But I'm still going to be stereotyped by y'all. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to still sit there feeling uncomfortable, but you don't want to do the work to understand why I'm feeling this way and why this is yeah. happening. Um, but it's just stupid for brands to not be mm -hmm. respond to be responding to this in a different way because I mean diversity, as we always say at work, diversity does not only make sense, it also makes sense. Uh, C E N T S. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. don't understand why you're not marketing to appeal to black people um, or people of color because I mean, just like you said, if you walk into REI and you look around the store. 
REI does a better job now because I think they're they're bigger brands. So they have to respond to it. But I've been in yeah. REI before, and I look around the posters on the wall, and there's not a single person of color on any advertisement uh-huh. around the entire store. You can go on the website and see the exact same thing. Um, and yeah. even like scrolling yeah. through Instagram, and you're swipe. You know, if you like search a certain hashtag, camping or whatever, you don't see anything. And the brands who are uh, utilizing influencer marketing go after the same influencers. Oh, yeah. And so, then there's the conversation, too, of using the same black faces <laughs> and the same right. black voices. And that's where I'm also kind of concerned about, because there are more stories in the space besides the one. Um, also, you know, um, there are also uh, more perspectives. And I feel like the I feel like the reason why they do choose the same black people um, and the same black voices is because I feel like they've kind of trained them in a way just to kind of, you know, be like, okay, like this is watered down enough for our audience to understand. So if we, if you decide to choose me or somebody else who may have a more constructive conversation, it may, it may like, you know, it may break the, break the brown, break the ground a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and they don't want that because that's not, that's going to steer a few people away. So especially white people, because they don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so. Right. And comfort, their comfort is what is the most important priority for all of us to be aware of. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But mm, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> they need to, you- what they what they need to do is start hiring. They need to start if you're if you're showing up, if you're posting up. A black person every week of the month that means you should have at least four you know i mean i choose by a week like if you're posting up a black person every week if it's a different person whatever you should be having the same amount of people in your on your team on the background doing work i don't care it doesn't have to be in marketing it could be anywhere anywhere also these companies need to invest more more than the normal company into diversity inclusion training um, and, and, and hire a diversity and inclusion officer. They need to have these things because a lot of these brands don't have them and they say that wait, they do, but they don't. But wait, <laughs> let's make sure we're specific when we're saying that if you're hiring a diversity and inclusion officer, that they're not a white female, that they're not a white male. Yes. Because that mm-hmm. you're already setting yourself up for a problem. And I think a lot of companies are doing that. Even like major corporate, like there are some, really big uh, companies who have diversity and inclusion and it's all white people. So just to say you had, like you said, just to say you saying you have it doesn't mean that you're actually uh, utilizing it in the best possible way in the most yes, effective way to and, reach people. Yes. And also, even though that you are hiring people of color in the background, it doesn't mean that they, that those people of color are still going to fight for you. Because I have seen that I've seen, um, I, I've seen like, I've seen Hispanic people take down black people, you know, they don't do You know what I mean? It's like certain things mm-hmm. like, they, like they just don't support you and they're working for these brands. And I'm like, really, this mm-hmm. is how you're going to treat me. You know what I mean? And it's, and I don't know if it's because they have a white higher up in their ear or, or I don't know. I don't know the whole scenario, but I see it and I feel it and I shouldn't feel that way. I shouldn't feel no. like I'm be I'm still I'm having to push and fight right back into this space with another person of color. Like why? Yeah. Mm. Like we need to be in this together. <laughs> There's no like this like this the solidarity that we all think we have as people of color, it doesn't always exist, unfortunately. Um but you know, uh-huh. I keep advocating for it. I'm gonna keep fighting for black and brown people if even if 
people don't fight for me. And I think that's kind of how we need to, that's kind of how we need to proceed if no one else is going to do so. So what message, why, um, what message do you have for black people to take up space? Why is that important? What should we be doing and how can they do it? So the first thing that I, um, I tell people is, Hey, go on your Instagram, go on your social media page, do whatever, type in outdoors, like type in, like I give them groups. Like I'm just like, go to like Black Hills Trek, Outdoor Afro, um, like Indigenous Women Hike. Like there's so many groups out there that just seeing, just seeing someone doing something that you thought you could never do, seeing someone rot time, watching a video of someone, of someone speaking about them in the outdoors or, or doing a through hike, you know, so watching people do that look like you doing those things um can really just like at least trigger it in your mind to say hey like that's something i could do you know um i remember when there was a post i forgot where this post was but um it was a it was a black guy in brooklyn with on a little do-rag on and he was climbing and that made me feel even more like it made me feel like more like my place my my place in this outdoor space is more comforting to myself and for other people around me. Like, I feel like I'm more included. So I tell people to, to do that. And that's, and that's also why I do this type of work is so that I can have more of that. So we're not searching for it, but it's actually being placed in front of our eyes constantly. Um, I tell people to, um, so if you were, say, if you want to hike, go ahead and try to hike with a group. Um, with a black group, um, or with like Latino outdoors doing those types of things and talking and having those conversations. Um, I don't want people to be scared or intimidated to go outside. I really do think everybody needs to at least try it. And you know what? If it's not for you, it's not for you. Like I know some people who just like, I don't want to hike. I don't want to climb. I don't do that stuff. That's great. You know, but you still go outside, you know, especially today now that we're in this quarantine scenario. A lot more people are taking walks and going to like a local park and kicking a ball around or whatever. It's like you're still included in the outdoor space because you step out your door and you go outside for outdoors. And to be honest, outdoors for me, before I even went to camp or anything, and I was playing with my cousins in Newark, New Jersey, it was playing double dutch and hopscotch and horseshoe in the park. And we're having we're having, you know, crab legs out of a out of a bat um out of a bag with old bay seasoning and like we had to be once the sun goes down, we got to go back inside because that's when we hear gunshots. Like that's what the outdoors meant to me. So everyone has their own personal outdoor story and they really want to be able to carry that on with them throughout their families, throughout their friends when they're older. So I always tell people too, I'm like, look, what were you doing when you were a kid? Because even if it was literally playing double dutch on the, on the street corner, that is still being outdoors. So I tell people to elevate that you know and if you if you want to go snowboarding if you want to go skiing just try it out you know so yeah (laughs) she's great right make sure you follow her on instagram and stay tuned because she has a lot of great projects coming up um so yeah that's that's kind of the conversation that i wanted to have today um and it's a lot deeper than just having black people go rock climbing um when I was in middle school, I went through a really ridiculous phase uh, of not feeling black enough because my classmates and some family told me that I wasn't. So one day I started wearing my brother's old clothes that were clearly too big for me. And <clears throat> I tried to dress like I thought a black guy in their minds should dress. 
uh, that ended up blowing up in my face uh, substantially. And as a child, you have to understand what kind of weight that has on identity. And trust me, I had a million other identity issues going on, and that was not one that I needed to add on to it. But I persevered and I found myself. Unfortunately, other people are not so lucky. So we need to stop settling for just doing some things when we can do everything. Go out and take up space, whether it's at a national park, an archery range, a ski slope, a jungle safari, Uzbekistan, wherever. Show middle school Joshua and the rest of the world that we are capable of so much more than they give us credit for. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And since you made it this far, I take it that you might actually like me and want to follow me. So you can find me on all the socials at Joshu Trippin with no G because I'm cool like that. But I did spell out the U because my man raised no fool. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a new episode. And check out my website at www.joshutrippin.com. Stay tripping, y'all. Peace.